Research Briefs podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Streveler, coming to you from the School of Engineering Education at Purdue University. The goal of Research Briefs is to expand the boundaries of engineering education research. In these podcasts, we'll speak to researchers about new theories, new methods, and new findings in engineering education research. summer bonus features of research briefs. In these particular episodes, I'll be speaking to new PhDs who plan to improve engineering education in their home countries. And my first guest today is Dr. Rohit Kandakatla. Rohit is a recent graduate with a PhD in engineering education from Purdue University. He's moving back to India, his home, to oversee reform, strategy, and engagement efforts at a small private engineering-focused institution in his hometown of Hyderabad, India. His dissertation focused on faculty development in India and provides timely insights to Indian policy agents as they plan to make teacher certification mandatory for all engineering faculty. Rohit will also be working with another engineering-focused public-private university at their Center for Engineering Education Research to support the development of an engineering education PhD program that is locally contextualized to the Indian education system. I've also had the good fortune of being on Rohit's dissertation committee and also worked with him as a faculty apprentice in one of my courses. I'm really excited to share his activities with you, and welcome to Research Briefs, Rohit. Can you begin by telling our listeners a bit about your time in India before starting your PhD, and particularly what led you to seek a PhD in engineering education research? Sure. Uh, first, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm always happy to share my experience with everyone. Uh, so coming from a family full of engineers, uh, I developed a curiosity towards engineering since childhood. Uh, my mom still reminds me that one of my favorite games as a kid was ones where I could always break or make things. <laughs> uh, my curiosity continued until I reached high school and then I went to pursue uh, electronics and communication engineering at Manipal Institute of Technology, which is considered uh, to be among the top private uh, universities in India. During my undergraduate experience, uh, I was a good student, getting good grades, and was involved in the various extra and curricular activities which the program offered. Uh, but upon graduation, uh, I got a job at Deloitte uh, as in a technological consulting role, uh, and I realized that that was no way aligned to the knowledge I gained during my undergraduate study. Uh, Deloitte organized an extensive two-month training program. Uh, it provided us with the necessary hands-on skills we needed for the job. And then I went to the training and ended up working with Deloitte for a year before planning to pursue my master's. Uh, I walked into the world of engineering education uh, when I uh, joined a global student organization called SPEED, which stands for Student Platform for Engineering Education Development. I joined SPEED during the last week of my, uh, the last year of my undergraduate program, and SPEED focuses on working with engineering students globally uh, to identify challenges in the engineering education system and develop localized student-driven initiatives that could help overcome the challenges. Uh, as I joined uh, SPEED, I started thinking on my own engineering experience, and I was able to identify many uh, issues or challenges which I've encountered as a student. 
Uh, to start with, uh, my whole engineering program was very theoretical focused. Uh, 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 considering that I'm doing electrical engineering, uh, it was very abstract, uh, so it was very difficult for us to really understand how what we're learning is uh, applied in real life. Uh, and also, uh, like I mentioned, uh, my experience with Deloitte highlighted the lack of any industry academia collaboration. Uh, after four years of study, uh, industries had to conduct additional training for graduates in order to make them ready for the job, so there was a clearly a problem there. Uh, as I kept working with Speed, uh, I interact with many, many students and I climbed the organizational ladder to become the national president for India and then uh, later became the global president. During this experience, I uh, interacted uh, with many students who told me about the current issues in their system, which I realized is very global and not locally, uh, just relevant to in India. Uh, I, I started attending international conferences as a representative of speed uh, and came to know about engineering education as a field. Uh, it was during this time that I met my advisor, Dr. Jennifer DeBoer, uh, who coincidentally is also the co-founder of Speed. Uh, after completing my master's program uh, at a small private institution, where I, I again started looking at the many issues which are uh, existing in the system, uh, I decided to pursue a PhD in engineering education. Mm -hmm. And you came and worked with, with Jennifer here Yes, I came and uh, I joined Jennifer DeBoer and I was uh, working with her for the yes. last three years. Yes, and you know, I met Jennifer when she was a graduate student at an international conference, which she reminded me about that we were in South Africa, I think. Oh, so it, this would be, uh, yes, I, somewhere in 2008 or 2009, mm -hmm. that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you at that conference too? I wasn't. I was still uh, a baby. A I baby, even, yes. I didn't even start my engineering then, uh, but I met her five years after that. Oh, cool. And at that point of time, she was doing her postdoc in MIT, mm -hmm. and um, we were just colleagues back then, but then once she uh, took up a faculty position here, uh, she ended up hiring three graduate students from Speed. Um, one, on, on, uh, two of them are my colleagues, Dinesh and Claudio. All of us uh, came into uh, engineering education through Speed. Very good, very good. So, um, as I said, I was on your dissertation committee, and I know you recently deposited, mm -hmm. so congratulations about that. Thank you. Um, in the introduction, we had mentioned that you are... Uh, you, you studied faculty development in India. Can you tell us a little bit more about your dissertation? Sure. Uh, my dissertation was focused on understanding how faculty in India learn to integrate technology into their courses. Uh, there are currently many known benefits of adopting educational technology into courses and their benefits on helping students succeed in courses. Uh, however, traditional uh, lecturing still continues to be the predominant mode of instruction, uh, not only in India but across the globe. Uh, in my study, I used a framework called technological pedagogical content knowledge uh, to qualitatively understand faculty's experience as I conducted an extensive six-week faculty development program. Uh, during this six-week program, all the faculty, uh, my participants, uh, were expected to uh, redesign a course of their choice by integrating technology tools. Um, I got many useful insights which uh, might be relevant uh, for faculty developers as they um, help faculty integrate technology tools. Uh, and I realized uh, this was uh, just after I finished my prelim, um, um, 
I, we realized that uh, I looked at an online article uh, from AICT, which is the All India Council for Technical Education, uh, the highest regulatory body of engineering uh, institutions. Uh, they just started. Uh, they plan. They are planning to make teacher certification mandatory in India, uh, and I feel uh, the findings my uh, for my study uh, could contribute to one of the modules of the teacher certification, uh, which is actually focused on technology adoption in courses. Mm -hmm. Fabulous, fabulous, and I'm going to put a plug in for the framework that you used, uh, which which we call TPAC, TPAC right? Yes. TPAC, technological pedagogical content knowledge. And um, one of the things that I found with TPAC is that, as I knew, you already knew, but through investigating technology, one is able to really begin to look at teaching differently, and it allows you to have a lot of insights that I really wasn't expecting. So um, I, I think you have uh, really contributed to my own professional development with that, and I Thank you for that. Um, now, when you were defending your dissertation, you talked a bit about what's happening with engineering schools in India. And um, I'd like you to tell the listeners a bit about that so they can get a sense of the magnitude of what we're talking about here. Uh, of the growth of engineering schools in India and how what you are doing could just have an incredible impact. Sure. Uh, so since the liberalization of the Indian economy in 1991, uh, there has been a huge increase in the number of engineering colleges. Uh, this was uh, in line with a lot of industries, global industries coming into India to, to call it the IT or software hub and uh, a lot of outsourcing was happening to Indian mm -hmm. companies. Mm -hmm. uh, this resulted in from, I think, around uh, 350 engineering schools in the 1990 to more than 3,500 in amazing. 2012, which uh, was the last documented thing I've seen. Mm -hmm. But right now, uh, although the increase has stopped and it's constant, but there's been a 400% increase in the number of engineering schools. Uh, this increase in number of engineering schools means increasing number of faculty needed uh, and we don't have a lot of P that many PhDs so a lot of young faculty with masters and bachelors being hired and also uh, a lack of uh, quality because of the sudden increase uh, the regulatory bodies could not really make sure to ensure the quality sure. is uh, as best as they could uh, hope for. Mm -hmm. And we have close to uh, 1.5 million engineers graduating from uh, in India every year. So uh, again, in the introduction, we mentioned a bit about the positions that you'll have, uh, two different things that you'll be doing with two different institutions. Can you say a bit more about how you think your research is going to be able to help you contribute to some of those initiatives? Yes, uh, I currently have faculty positions at two engineering institutions, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, the first one is a full-time position at a small private teaching focused institution called KG Reddy College of Engineering and Technology. This institution is located in my hometown, Hyderabad, and I'll be taking up administrative and research responsibilities. From an administration standpoint, I'll be in charge of developing the strategic plan and overseeing organizational reforms. Uh, I, will, I plan to continue doing faculty development work in the institution um, as majority of their faculty are also young with just a bachelor's and master's in engineering. 
from a research standpoint, um, I wanted to look back at my own undergrad experience. Uh, so I plan to conduct a discipline-based research uh, in electronics and communication engineering. Uh, I want to use the knowledge and skills I gained in the PhD experience uh, to revisit the curriculum and instructional methods to address many of the challenges I encountered during my undergraduate study. Uh, my plan is to identify the issues and communicate with necessary uh, relevant policy agents uh, to start a dialogue on necessary changes that needs to be made at the state and national level. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, India has more than a million students who graduate with engineering degree every year. So, uh, and this is uh, the, so the challenges we have is very different from what we have in the, what I've seen in the U.S. where uh, it's uh, it's a challenge to uh, encourage and motivate students to pursue engineering. Uh, although we have a lot of students interested, uh, I believe improving the quality of engineering education uh, would equip with them with the necessary skills for their future jobs and contribute to the economic development of the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the other institution, uh, I. Be will be taking up a part-time position uh, and working with their Center for Engineering Education Research and supporting in the development of a full-fledged PhD program in engineering education. Uh, I believe a well-designed, locally relevant engineering education program uh, can foster the development of core skills uh, that would help individuals take up leadership positions and lead reforms at different engineering institutions uh, across India, just like how I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I find that the it, it, sometimes I'm really just staggered by the amount of impact you'll be able to have. I hope I could do that. Yeah. Yes, well, I, you have wonderful intentions, and I know you are a person of high energy and high integrity, and I'm sure you will do that. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before we end? Oh. I didn't ask you that, I know. Yeah, but I know because we can cut it, so yes. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, I think uh, being in the U.S., uh, I've, I've learned uh, two, of the, two of the things I've learned from my PhD, not basically from my PhD experience, but um, being in the U.S., uh, the amount of space everyone gets. Uh, I've learned a lot about uh, feminist identity and also uh, I'm, I'm part of the AAC uh, LGBTQ virtual community of practice. Uh, and uh, both of these uh, experiences or even uh, these areas or whatever you call them, they really impacted my own identity. And while I have a lot of plans once I go back, uh, I do plan to work in the development sector on helping uh, 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 girls uh, supporting girl child education and also uh, trying to see if I could uh, help the transgenders in India any way possible mm -hmm. and to help improve their quality of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, those are wonderful aspirations Thank and you. you do inspire me. I am sad you'll be leaving Purdue, but I know we will keep in touch. Yes. And um, I hope your story inspires others. Thank you so much. Thank you. Research Briefs is produced by the School of Engineering Education at Purdue. Thank you to Patrick Vogt for composing our theme music. A transcript of this podcast can be found by Googling Purdue Engineering Education Podcast. And please check out my blog, ruthstreveler.wordpress.com.